0: This is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we're going through the songs of the Old Testament as we look at proclaiming the excellencies of God. And we have to understand uh, something here for this particular song, and that is that when we lose our sight on the excellency of, excellencies of God, we lose so much that of the eternal. We look at the temporary thing and we lose the eternal. And sometimes that's really hard to discern. Saul at this point has been appointed King. Samuel is still the priest and prophet of Israel. And Saul has done a couple of different things a couple of different times that show that he thinks he is ready to reign and rule and doesn't wait for God and there's several scriptures um, agreed later, so Saul would not have been privy to a lot of them that is that it is wait on the Lord and and he will renew your strength and Saul just just charges ahead in some situations where he doesn't wait on the Lord's counsel, even though he has this very, very clear counsel of Samuel that he could ask. And he just doesn't choose to do that. And so, God gives him a... a, a God gives him a... Battle to fight, and he fights the Amalekites now the or the amalekites he uh he does something that God wants done, which is to defeat a kingdom that totally is against what the Lord would like people to be like. the Amalekites were were not Nice people and they did a lot of things that are later told in scripture that are just not very good things. But anyway, um, but he doesn't complete the mission. In verse 8, and he took Agag the king of the Amalekites alive, and devoted to destruction all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag, and the best of the sheep, and the, of the oxen, and of the fattened calves, and the lambs, and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless they devoted to destruction. Now, what Saul did have as an example. <clears throat> was Jericho, in which God tells them just just do not save anything except Rahab and those with her. Get rid of it all because, and part of the reason for that was because all of that had been devoted to their God, and so there wasn't anything left. <clears throat> Without a marking, and the other thing is that sometimes de- devotion to God it gets rid of the good in order to bring on the best, and that's what he's one of the many things he's trying to do there. Not that we understand all of God's reasoning here, but God's asking for total devotion, and Saul doesn't do it. came to Saul. So not only is Saul not bringing the offering that he's going to say later was supposed to be an offering to the Lord to Samuel, he's evading the situation. If you understand those places, he's he's evading Samuel a little bit. And Samuel came to Saul and Saul said to him, "Blessed be you to the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord." And Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And notice he doesn't say, The Lord our God. He says, To the Lord your God. And the rest we have devoted to destruction. Then Samuel said to Saul, well, What we should often say to people who are trying to double-tongue us, Stop. I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, Speak. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil? that the destruction just isn't complete. I I I was going to do that. I was going to, but he's parading himself through all of Israel in the process instead of doing what the Lord commanded him to do at the time. And then Samuel says this poetic song to him. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? And then he gives us a principle that all of us, I mean, I am stepping on my own toes here, but all of us should follow. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord he has also rejected you from being king so Samuel tries to let Saul tell him what's going on Saul insists he's listened insists he's done what he's commanded and Samuel just comes out blatantly to him and finally Saul said to Samuel in verse 24 I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your word because I feared the people and obeyed their voice but he made a monument to himself in Carmel let's be honest let's let's do ourselves a favor We're not doing God necessarily a favor by doing this, but let's do ourselves a favor. When we hear that we've messed it up, and you know we're human, we're going to mess it up, but when we hear that we've messed it up, let's be honest. Let's be honest with God. He knows. He knows the intentions of the heart. He knows what is going on. He knows that if Saul continues as a successful king, that he's not going to proclaim the excellencies of the Lord. He's not. And he knows that this is not the king that Samuel's mother prayed about. This is not the king of kings of a, of the kingly line that was going to be that Jesus was going to be born into to be our savior Now therefore please pardon my sin and return with me that I may bow before the Lord and Samuel said to Saul I will not return with you for you have rejected the word of the Lord And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul seized the skirt of his robe, and it tore. And Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day, and has given it to a neighbor of yours, who is better than you. And also the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret, for he is not a man that he should have regret. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people, and before Israel, and return with me, that I may bow before the Lord your God. He says it again. And Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul bowed before the Lord. And then Samuel goes on to... He goes on to... Kill Agag and Samuel hacked Agag to pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. And then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house in Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. It's interesting because In Samuel's verse here, it says, it says, well, before the Samuel's verse here, actually, it says, um... Sorry, I lost it. There we go. Verse 27, and also the glory of God will not lie or have regret, for he is not a man that he should have regret. And yet later it says that the Lord regretted that he had made Saul over king of Israel. And those two things are hard to reconcile. Um, But the glory of Israel um, had to stick with what he ruled. And he didn't regret that. He didn't regret getting rid of the group that was so stoked in sin that they would they would not have turned God actually had 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 the Israelites in bondage in Egypt for 400 years for a reason and that was that the people of Canaan who had known Abraham could do one of two things and they had chosen um to follow God's that that were not God's. And God knew that. He didn't regret the decision to bring Israel up and give them victory. But in that process, sometimes God makes a temporary choice um, and lets us like Saul choose to follow him or not and it's up to us to follow him. God gives us so much mercy and he gives us so much grace. And when we don't follow him it's it's to our destruction not to change not to change his plan. He won't change his plan. It's our destruction, and so it causes other people when we when we go astray, it causes other people to be led astray. And in this case, King Saul led a lot of people astray. Um, there was bitterness that lasted for a long time and even even came out later when the kingdoms divided um there was still this bitterness because of because of saul's lack of following god as god so let us pray lord father god Obedience requires that we understand that things are all yours. Sacrifice is just a part of giving back to you what is yours. But if we don't obey and then we sacrifice, we're not understanding that all of it was yours to begin with. Forgive us, God. Help us to make you our God and not whatever the circumstances or whatever the things were. Help us to make you our God. Help us not to act in a way that that makes you sad that we're going to lead others astray and forfeits our position of partnership with you. Forgive us, Lord, when that happens. And help us to turn quickly and repent openly. And to continue to proclaim your excellencies and to continue to follow you as our God. Not just follow somebody else's guidance and check off the list and say, oh, okay, well, I'll do whatever you need for your God, like Saul did here but to return to you as as our God and, and bring all things to you. Even if it means destruction of some things and parts of our lives that are important to us at the time. Thank you for not changing your glorious plan according to our whims and desires. Thank you for not being arbitrary god but being a god who is steadfast and sure in Jesus precious name amen hi this is trained by grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth and if you would like to be part of this podcast or you need some resources or you would like some prayer Please email me trainbygrace2 at gmail dot com, and remember, you are one of His Excellencies. God bless you today.